National Counties Cricket Association podcast with Jim Law and Richard London. Bedfordshire, Berkshire, Buckinghamshire, Cambridgeshire, Cheshire, Cornwall, Cumbria, Devon, Dorset, Herefordshire, the NCCA podcast, Hertfordshire, Lincolnshire, Norfolk, Northumberland, Oxfordshire, Shropshire, Staffordshire, Suffolk, Wales National Counties, Wiltshire. We've got National Counties Cricket covered. So uh, back again on the NCCA podcast, Laura and Logie, the the pre-finals day podcast, Rich. Uh, but before all of that, you had a decent week with no cricket last weekend. Yeah, it was it was actually quite strange um, having a Sunday where uh, I wasn't travelling all over the place. But um, yeah, also quite nice to have a week off. I think can regroup and reflect on the tournament so far, um, which has been really good, really positive. Um, having a look at some of the results again, obviously it's been quite stat heavy to, to date. So it's quite nice to sort of sit back and, and reflect on that and have a look who's done well, who's performed well. Um, and we started the selection process for the European Championship. So all that sort of gone into the mix for that. Um, so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a really, really good week. Uh, obviously, very busy in, in regards to sorting stuff out for the final on um, the, all the finals on Sunday. But no, a good week. Good, good. And uh, we've got a couple of guests lined up as well, haven't we? We have got a couple of guests from uh, a couple of uh, the captains from two of the teams that are playing on Sunday. Yeah, with it's, no work, it's work in progress, isn't it? <laughs> well, with, with with no cricket to report, um, we just we wanted to have a bit more of a uh, bit more of a chat about cricket uh, and just see how their seasons have gone, what's led them up to this point, um, and, and just pick their brains on how they think they've got there and what's what's their their, their success down to really. So. Uh, it'll be good to good to pick their brains. Yeah, so we're getting near the end of the first tournament, the T20, as you say, and uh, the uh, the fifty over starts next week, and we'll talk about that next week. But uh, yeah, um, it's uh, it's been a a good what six weeks or so. Yeah, so we've had is it five weeks of the of the group stages where everyone misses a week uh, due to the, the the way the grouping is, um, and then as we had a, a week a week off last week to to um in line with the national knockout and some of the other things that are going on as well and obviously we just want to be able to regroup have two weeks where the uh, the guys can prepare for the final and then yeah once we've got sunday out of the way it's all um all steam ahead with the one day stuff so yeah no rest for the wicked and uh, i think from pretty much at the 29th when the one day competition starts we're uh, we're back to back all the way through the season um again the one day trophy is in groups of five so there'll be a week off for each um each team um and then when the, the championship starts there's a similar story but in essence there's going to be cricket every weekend now right up until the end of the season and uh one day final on the 28th of august and our championship final uh, a week or so after that so yeah they're coming thick and fast now but um slightly less manic i suppose with just one game going on uh, in a 50 over format rather than uh, two every weekend at lots of different venues so but uh, it's been it's been a really really interesting time because obviously the t20 hasn't happened for a few years um and the, and the, the sort of feedback we've had from everybody um well certainly i've ha- i've had when i've spoken to players and, and everybody that is the standard's been excellent uh and the format's pretty good um so I think it's something that we can really build on. Um, would that say? Would you say that that's the the sort of Cheshire boys um, 
thoughts as well yeah very, very much so i mean the word intense keeps keeps coming up but i think uh, if you remember we, we talked about this didn't we a few weeks ago about the uh the, the two game scenario and i think uh, i think kind of players of uh, uh, maybe getting used to it now um in, perhaps in the past when it first started uh, it was difficult to get up for that for that second game in all cases but uh, so often this time round we've seen uh, uh, you know, very different scenarios everybody getting stuck in uh, you're, you're traveling in distance so you want to play a day's cricket and we've seen some real good days when there's been two good games of cricket yeah and, and i think we obviously put a lot of emphasis on that at the start of the season and it's really key that that second game kept the intensity, really meant something, everyone was playing for it and, and, and like you said, we saw, we've saw we seen a lot of double wins or obviously double losses in some, some cases but I think, I think it has been really good and the intensity and the quality of cricket, which is obviously the key thing, has been retained all the way through the day. So um, that's been great to see. Um, uh, and like I said, I've seen I've seen some fantastic performances. We obviously review it every week with the MVP and and just looking through the scorecards. And although I haven't seen the innings, you, you can only imagine that getting 65 off 20 balls and a 14 ball 50 is pretty impressive. Getting 130 in a T20, we've had 500s, I think. Um, no doubt the statos out there will correct me. But I think we've had 500s and we've had two fifers. Um, like I said, when I said that a couple of weeks ago, it shows that bowling is a lot harder than batting. I'll, I'll stick with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's, it's been it's been great and it's been really good to get stuck into. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing who comes on top because we've got some really, really good players playing on Sunday. Uh, four really good, deserving teams. I don't think anybody will argue with that um, because they're... There's, the, the, I, I, and to be fair, I think there's probably two or three teams from each group yeah. that could have could have come out of it, and we would have said the same thing, um, because I don't think there's been a massive golfing standard from the the team that finished bottom yeah. to the fi- team that finished top in any of those groups, which. Well. Again, it's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. And the, the proof of the pudding was the fact that last week we, we sat here and talked about uh, you know, so many games going to the wire, or so many groups going to the wire out, out of the four of them. Uh, and you, you couldn't call it halfway through the last afternoon. It was terrific. Yeah, and, and that's what we want, isn't it? We've talked about that last year when the championship went round down to the to the to the wire. We had a game at Staff Suffolk, I think it was, that we literally went down to the last. Uh, last ball uh, and, and made a difference in, in the in the whole league. So we want to we want to make sure that it's exactly like the Premier League on Sunday, right? So although that's the second most important final that's happening on uh, <laughs> on Sunday, the excitement, the, the excitement because there's so much to play for. There's there's the Champions League places. There's the top of the league. There's the relegation. We want exactly that thing because we want everybody to be. Um, excited about what's going on everyone being involved in some kind of battle whether that is to promotion or relegation or winning the league or getting to the final um all those things are what gets you up in and and that can take the the quality of cricket to the next level because everyone's just getting you, you need to you need something to find that extra five percent don't you sometimes especially yes. at the end of the season when everyone's a bit more uh tired or fatigued that you need something to really just drive you on so hopefully that uh, the way that we've structured it both in the t20 the one day and, and the championship really works and and will bring the best out of all the players but you know the, the oddities as well um obviously we we see a game each a couple of games each a week but 
elsewhere, you know, we look at stats and you're thinking, well, hang on, Grantham, people are playing Grantham and they're scoring 200, whatever it is. And then Staffordshire suddenly are hitting 100 off, off seven overs, uh, chasing a, a run rate challenge. So it really has been intense. It's been exciting. Um, the, the same names don't keep coming up. Obviously, they do, but other names are coming up as well. And yeah, overall, yeah, great. I'll give you a big tick for that one, mate. Well, and I think you make a really good point there. Okay, some of the same names are coming up, but there's a lot of other names that are there and thereabouts. I think certainly in the one-day MVP last year, we had um, a, a couple of players. So obviously, Michael Slack was at the top and kind of retained that to, 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 to right, right at the end. But then the other people that were vying for that spot were probably out of a handful of people throughout the whole competition, whereas... Um, this has been all over the place. And I know there's probably more points to go for because we have a, a double the amount of games. But but still, there's there's a huge amount of people that have come in and out of that. And um, I, I was just looking at some of the stats um, the other day and there's some really, really amazing stats from the, the leading wicket-takers. So the leading wicket-taker is not even in the MVP <laughs> because obviously the way it works with needing to potentially score runs or take catches. So Ben Waring's taken the most wickets, I think, at 17. Ryan Finlay uh, from Norfolk, 15. Uh, your your chap, Michael Finnan, who's there, there there and thereabouts every week with a couple of wickets. He's got 14. Again, um, <clears throat> he has just edged into the, the MVP sort of things where I look at it. Obviously, he doesn't get into the top three. but um, And then you've got Harrison Ward, Rob Semi, and Sam Young, who are the leading run scorers. Um, and then fielding-wise... Tom Keith's at the top, and you can see that's where, with his weight of runs, why he's second in the MVP. But there's also Ed Ellis from Dorset, again, another team that's got to the final. Cameron Herring uh, and Rob, who, who, are, who, who have got lots of dismissals as well. So it really is jam-packed full of people who are scoring runs, taking wickets, taking catches, or doing two of those three. Uh, and I think if you're doing two of the three... You're in the likes of the Rob Semi and the Cashew Valley world and the Sam Sam Young. So it's um, and obviously uh, and, and Rob that we spoke to last week. So it's uh, it's really great. It's really great to see. And I've been looking this week when we haven't had any cricket and the T20 stuff started in the second eleven. And mm. there there are so many players playing <laughs> in that for, from national counties. It's just brilliant to see because it, what we want is we want to give them a leg up if we can. I know that a lot of the coaches around the circuit and a lot of their own counties are doing some fantastic work by getting that, them that leg up as well. Um, but once they're there, they're, that's the opportunity. So if they're, if they're playing a game, they've got an opportunity um, and then it's down to them to take that. But um, yeah, the more players we can give that opportunity and, and, and we've said this lots and lots, haven't we? If we, if we can ensure that the, the first-class counties are seeing our competitions as really, really high quality as they are, then it, they'll, they'll come fishing um, a lot more often um, and it will give our players a, a lot more opportunity. So, yeah, it's, it's a really exciting time. Um, and, and, and credit goes to all the players. They've, they've played some incredible cricket and, and all the counties. And, again, I'll, I'll, I'll say to all the host clubs, um, it's pretty much been across the board, um, really well run. All the clubs have been great. The ones that I've been to have been fantastic. Uh, we've obviously had some really good pitches early on in the season, which is not easy as well. Uh, and that's, as you mentioned, we've had 200 scored a number of times. We've had 10 and over, <laughs> 11 and over scored. So <laughs> it's um, 
it, I think it it just puts national counties in a really strong position that the players are quality, the counties are doing great jobs, the host clubs are doing great jobs as well in hosting these uh, these games. So it's um, yeah, really really rosy. And look, you're you're in a in a privileged position there, aren't you? Because you've you've seen the teams, you know, the teams are in. If you like, you're putting the program together and uh, you know, the, the scorecards for the day. Um, so there might even be some second team, stroke first team, first class county players in there. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, so certainly. Thought white ball players, uh, which is obviously what's going to come, uh, what's going to be needed on Sunday. Um, but again, there yeah, there is, uh, and, and there, there might be one or two that are uh, playing their first or second game but I think a lot of the a lot of the guys um Harrison Ward for example has played every game for Oxfordshire um and, and he's played all of them I know Jake Lintop played a lot of games for Wiltshire um and there's been a lot of guys that have done uh, done that Tom Prest has played a lot an awful lot for for Dorset um as has Felix Organ I think he, Felix is actually playing in the Hampshire Championship game today so he's going to miss out on Sunday but um yeah there's, there's just lots of it. and we've talked it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? When you've got players playing all over the place, sometimes they can't play our cricket, but it's really what we're here to... One of our main goals is to produce first-class cricketers, so if they're getting an opportunity, then yeah. the, the way to look at it is if they're moving up, then there's an opportunity for somebody to come in um, and take their place and make an impression in the national county. So, obviously, that's how we want the pathway to work. So, it's... Um, but, yeah, yeah, really, really happy with the start of the season and... Uh, looking forward to to Sunday, and then I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to getting into the 50 over stuff as well. I quite like the the changing formats and seeing how people can adapt to that. Um, oh, so makes it a lot be, easier. You can sit down for 50 overs. <laughs> Players can't. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and we uh, get to we get to meet up again. We we probably see each other about twice a season, don't we? So we get to, to have a cup of tea or a beer or something, don't we? Which is great. Yeah, we do, we do, which is which is very nice. And hopefully, once everything gets going on Sunday, it'll be quite a nice, relaxed day. Uh, and we can just, uh, I can just, well, obviously you'll you'll be on duty, but um, we can. I'll have a nice uh, three games of cricket to watch and and can relax and, and catch up with a yeah. few of the few of the counties. So I'm, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Oxfordshire against Cheshire, Cambridgeshire against Dorset. That's how it's. Yes, yeah. Tring Park. Yeah, it is ten o'clock start for the first game. Uh, one thirty for the second, depending on uh, the one thing is we, we will be on Sunday is slightly flexible with timing. So if the first game, for whatever reason, is over, is 15 overs aside because somebody gets bowled out, somebody knocks it off, we'll start a little bit earlier um, because we want to make sure we've got a, as much opportunity to get the games in uh, and the finals will be 20 overs if there's any uh, weather around. Touchwood, and I hate even saying it, but the weather forecast looks pretty hmm. good. Um and yeah, so we'll we'll just have to wait and see on that. But yeah, hopefully we'll get it all all in on Sunday, and we'll be able to crown the the T Twenty champions, of which we will have a new a new champion because Hartford, the defending champions from twenty nineteen, um, are not there. So we're definitely going to have a new winner. Um, it's whether we have a new winner from uh, the championship final, or whether Oxfordshire are going to start. Um, not uh, their clean sweep, maybe, but uh, yeah, we'll see about that. I know there's three other counties that are, will have something to say about that on Sunday. Yep, and uh, we should say as well, of course, that uh, you talk about this later, but uh, um, all sorts of amenities at Tring Park. So if, you, if you're fancying the football, you know, um, they do have TVs and uh, 
drink and electricity and stuff. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> people will be kept up to date with everything, won't they? They will do. Uh, and they do have electricity, I can vouch <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, uh, let's get cracking then. NCCA reviews and previews. Law and Logan on the NCCA pod. So first off, uh, from Dorset, Rich, you've got Luke Webb there. Yeah, Webby, thanks for joining us again, Matt. I think this is your second uh, appearance on the podcast, is it not? I think so, yeah. Beginning, I think beginning of last season, the one-day stuff, if I remember right. Excellent. Um, just to, I, uh, before we get on to the cricket, uh, not to start on a particularly sour note, but you're, you're a big gooner, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've got a season ticket at Arsenal, so probably less said the better last <laughs> week. Okay. quite the downfall hasn't it but but yeah there's always a chance on Sunday I think there's still a chance if Norwich beats Spurs so yeah there is there is a, there's a small chance but we were we were just saying earlier that uh, <clears throat> it's great to have such an exciting day when <clears throat> there's so many things being played for like the top of the table European places and the bottom and we talked about it in a similar way that we're trying to make sure that the format of what we're doing, there's always a game like the championship last year, it went down to right at the very last game. There was a, there was a, oh God, I think it was the last ball of the game and then had a bigger, big, big impact on who got to the finals. So it's uh yeah, it's, it's really good. And, and we certainly had that last week in the, in the T20 stuff. So how have, um, sort of going back to the start of the season quickly before we get to Sunday, how is the preparation for you and your team uh, heading into this season with obviously we've not played T20 for a little while um, in, in national county stuff. Yeah, it was quite a winter of change for Dorset as, as Paul Pritchard, our, um, who, who's been coached since, well, for as long as I can remember now, I think 2016, um, took on a role at Hampshire. So uh, it was changing of the guard with the coach and, and Ed Ellis, who um who a lot will be familiar with our wicketkeeper batsman who's still playing for us as well. He's taken over as, as a player coach for this season. Um, so preparation was, was, um, was different, um, getting the new coach in and then Ed leading some of the pre-season sessions, uh, setting down his kind of expectations from us um, and, and putting his kind of stamp on the group. So that was obviously a big change, but Pritch left, left things in a really good place and, and, and Ed's taken things on fantastically. So, um, like others said, not having played 2020 as a group for a while, um, it was kind of going into it fresh again. Um, but no, it's been a really exciting competition. Yeah. How, how have you found that we, we talk quite a lot about it, certainly at the start of the season, and, and again, sort of reflecting on the group stages that the, the, two, um, the two games in a day, because obviously, you were you were part of the discussion of that as well, um, trying trying to get some feedback from guys. Um, how have you found that second game? Is it as as it worked well? Has it, has it been hard to get up for? Or has it flowed nicely? Uh, what's your yeah. experience? On that? It's an interesting one because I think when we spoke about it a lot, I saw a lot of the benefits of of one game a day and just putting all the value into one really intense and high quality cricket match. But once I spoke to a lot of the the lads and the players, it was like, like I said, it was overwhelmingly, no, we need to play as much cricket. We need to play two games. And to be honest, I think just the conversation that that you kind of drove and just having those conversations around the circuit 
has probably raised the standards of the game and uh, the second game because people compared to previous seasons I know as a group for example we've put a lot more emphasis on making sure however we we make it happen we're we're ready for that second game and and that's shown in our results and I think listening to some of the guys you've chatted to and looking at the scorecards it seems like the same is happening up and down the country so so yeah there's certainly merit in just one game but I think by having those conversations I said it's it's definitely raised the standard and and some of the, the scorecards like there's some huge totals going around in the second game which is which is good for the game good for our standard of cricket yeah and I think one of the one of the key bits of feedback was that there, there tended to be lots of one ones sort of somebody would win the first game they'd then relax the other the other team would want to come back and fight and it was kind of just that how, that's how it would go but there was a lot of two nils um yeah. uh uh, and I think, like you said, because people were talking about it and there was some emphasis put on it uh, throughout the sort of few months leading up to the season and at the start, I think that 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 did do a job in the fact that people had it in their minds. I know I've spoken to a few coaches who were really emphasising that second game. Um, <clears throat> but I certainly have been not surprised. That's not the right way of putting it. I, I've just been... Uh, it's it's been I've been really impressed with the standard of cricket that has been played. Um, I actually haven't seen Dorset play, but I've seen the other teams uh, or a couple of the other teams that are in finals there, and probably three or four others as well. And we've had some really high quality players playing in the competition. And I think you've been quite blessed with the fact that you've got a couple of lads that have kind of come back from their Hampshire duties or been allowed to play from their Hampshire duties, which is help the standard because that's happening all over the country as well and <clears throat> I know that Felix has been in a, in and out a little bit that's obviously helped the standard of your team right? Yeah absolutely I think I think this is my 10th year playing the standard of cricket and I can like without question say that this is the highest standard in that period by a long way as well you don't get I don't find you get easy games anymore every opposition you look at has really good side one to 11 from our point of view absolutely we we benefit from a really strong relationship with Hampshire I know pretty much all the counties have that in place with their respect first class team having the likes of, of Felix and, and Tom Prest as well uh, play for us this season when it when it fits in with Hampshire it's kind of mutually beneficial it keeps them ticking over um, and and obviously it really strengthens us but from the bigger picture like you said it strengthens the competition and, and makes for a really good advert, um, which is what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. And, and one of the things I've noticed, actually, I could go through the MVP stuff every week and it gives me a really good overview on who's performing well, both as an individual and obviously the teams. <clears throat> and it's probably no surprise that the four teams that have got through to finals day don't just have one or two guys that are performing well. Actually, they've got five or six uh, and you've got the Sam Youngs, Harry Broderick, Bradley Curry, Tom Prest, as you've mentioned, Rob Pack and Felix when he's played as well. So it, it, straight away, that's more than half of your team that are contributing consistently. Uh, and that's the same with the Cheshire guys. It's the same with Cams and with Oxford. So it just goes to show that consistency is the key to this, isn't it? And uh, we, we spoke about it last week, the word momentum as well, when everything's crammed into such a short period of time. Uh, they're, they're, they're two really key things but for me that's what stood out and you've had you've had such a lot of players consistently perform well 
that it's no surprise here at finals now. But I, well, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've, I think, across an eight game campaign where you have to finish first to qualify, it's a tough comp to qualify for finals day, isn't it? And, and like you said, you have to have contributions from everyone across, across the eight games. You're going to need that team effort. Um, and I think what that produces, hopefully, well, I say hopefully, definitely on Sunday, it's going to produce four top, top teams that absolutely deserve to be there, aren't there by chance. And any of looking internally and thinking, if we fire, we're going to win this comp. And, and I think that's right, because you've got the four best teams there, four dangerous cricket teams, and it's going to make for, for a really, really good day of cricket on Sunday, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Well, just before you go, be remiss of me not to mention Mr. Pack and his celebrations. I see that uh, he's been uh, he's been maintaining his uh, his celebrations, which have been excellent to see. I've I've heartedly enjoyed that. Um, and I suppose the other one, on a slightly more down point, is that I see that Bradley's not potentially playing on Sunday, and he's going to be a bit of a bit of a loss for you, isn't he? Yeah, I think Bradley's quite irreplaceable at this level. Really, we've seen how good he is um, especially in white ball cricket and I mean it's fantastic for him the opportunity in the Scotland setup so he's in America I think he flew yesterday so yeah there's no getting around he's going to be a huge miss in any any team that he's not a part of um, but that is what it is we've got we're supporting our players in, in what they go on to do ultimately for us that's that's an achievement um, but it's a shame he won't be there not only for us just for the day as well he's a he's obviously a top class bowler yeah and we, we again, <clears throat> we've talked about it a bit. It's a bit of a double-edged sword. So our job is to, I feel one of our main jobs is to create first-class players. But when people do actually make that step up, whether it be with Scotland or Hampshire or <clears throat> Lancashire, whoever that is, it, it takes them out of, our, out of our cricket. So one, that's brilliant. But two, what's really heartening and what's really good to see is the fact that all those guys seem to want to come back and play. And that's what we've had a lot of this year. And it's not been... Maybe the perception in the past has been that it's been the 33, 34-year-old pro coming out of that to play. Well, it's not now. It's the, it's the young lads that are getting in. They're coming back to get some really high-quality cricket. Um, and, and that's really a really positive thing. But, um, yeah, I, I hope Bradley does really well. Uh, good luck to him. I know he's had aspirations to get in and around the Scotland stuff, so that's great. And, um, yeah, good luck on Sunday. Um, thanks appreciate it Look thanks forward for time to it. with us it's always good to hear your opinions on stuff and um, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll see you on probably Saturday night maybe and yeah I'm looking forward to to watching everybody everybody go at it on Sunday absolutely yeah look forward to, to seeing you yeah hotel Saturday and then we go on Sunday should be a good one absolutely you'll be the last one standing Saturday night Luke hopefully <laughs> how about that I'll be being dead by nine o'clock yeah, yeah. nowadays isn't it yeah. <laughs> right. okay. Thanks a lot, Webby, and good, good, good luck on Sunday. Cheers, cheers. All your National Counties Cricket Association news. The NCCA podcast with Jim Law and Richard Logan. Okay, Rich. So uh, another guest, all the way from sunny Oxfordshire, not too far to go on Sunday. Then Johnny Cater. Yeah, welcome, Johnny. Thanks uh, for joining us. Is this your second appearance as well? I think on the podcast. Did we speak to you last year? Yeah, that's it. We um we spoke after the final last year, so yeah, no second second time. So no, looking forward to it again. Yeah, I suppose that's a really good place to start. Actually, um, having having won the championship last year, have you have you found 
Well, a couple of things, I suppose. Your your own personal expectations, uh, yours and the team's expectations, have they gone up from last year? And also, have you found that there is, I suppose, a bit of a, in inverted commas, target on your back as... I know we're playing a different format, but that's I, I think that's irrelevant, isn't it? It's, it's the, you are the champions, and uh, I think that whatever format we play, they, they, people are going to view it that way. Have you have you found that? Yeah, I mean, naturally, expectation within the squad is um, has enhanced. Um, not only with sort of the current crop of players which played in that final last year and were so successful over that period of time, um, but even our new players who have joined us this year and. Um, guys who have come back after two or three absence for whatever reasons playing professional cricket has um, is really enhanced sort of the reputation within the county and yeah and along with that reputation and in terms of the expectation is increased um, naturally because of that um, not obviously just within the county but um, like it's like you know like you alluded to in terms of target on us um, I think everyone looks try and beat us now which is great um we almost felt we were sort of the, the nearly side before we actually end up winning it last year so to to finally win something and as big as the championship last year has really given us a boost but you know we have got a target on our backs and and for very good reason you know we won it um you know we, we deservedly won it and actually we've got to try and maintain those standards now over a period of time not just make sure it's a one-off um success we're going to try and add to the silverware which we got last year so i mean the, the pleasing thing is it, it's happened so quickly in terms of getting into another final um albeit obviously a semi-final to begin with and hopefully we progress but um to be in a whiteboard competition final is where we really wanted to be it was, it was certainly one of our aims and ambitions after winning the four-day championship last year is to make sure that we start the season off really really well and um, it's been a bit of a mixed up and down season, but I'm not sure we'll go on to that in a bit. But um, no, no, we, we're over the moon to be a finals day. Yeah, and, and I suppose comfortable surroundings as well, right? So going back to Tring where we had the championship final, so that's probably bring back good and positive memories for you guys. Jim won't want me to say this because you're playing against these boys in the, in the semi-final. So, um, but I think, and we've talked about it a lot already today and, uh, and over the last few weeks, the standard of this competition I obviously haven't seen a T20 competition because we, were, we haven't had one for a couple of years, but I, I've been out and about and watched a lot of cricket. Um, my first game was you boys versus Berkshire, which was, it took some beating to be fair, because obviously Harrison got 130, uh, Lynx got 94 and everything else. So there was some incredible hitting in that game, but I think that set the precedent for me and the standard, but then it never, it hasn't seemed to drop. Um, both from looking at the scores and watching games, the standard of this year's T20, um, in my opinion, is really high. What's your sort of take on that? Um, I certainly think it's, it's it's the highest it's ever been. Um, I think, on top of my head, I think this is sort of the, the third year of, of T20 cricket in national counties. And it's just improved, improved every single year. Every single county is, is taking it incredibly seriously now. Um, um, so from an Oxfordshire perspective, we've given the likes of Harrison, the likes of Colsey, uh, you know, an unbelievable opportunity to obviously come and hone their skills, white ball and give them the experience before they get potentially into last season uh, to come and play for us early doors. And it's it's massively made a huge improvement to the standard of cricket. Um, and every single game has been incredibly tough. I and mean, obviously you've talked about the Berkshire game and that could have easily gone, particularly the second game, it could have easily gone their way and then we wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking today in terms of finals day. So that's, and also 
winning the game first and actually comfortably winning that first game um, and then them coming back so strongly. And that's happened to us across the whole campaign, really. Every single county has um, come back and, you know, pretty much dominated the second game against us. So it's something which we want to look for, you know, we want to try and address moving into final day if we, if we do get into that position again. Um, but it just goes to show the strength and depth, to, you know, to win something so convincingly first game and then for them to come straight back at us. I think that just goes to show how strong it has been this year. Um, but no, it's been a really tough competition. And, you know, to win the group, it, that's really tough. Um, to, to you know, only one place for final stay is really, really hard going. So, no, we feel very, very honoured and privileged to be there on Sunday. Yeah, and, and Webby just made that point, actually. Uh, eight games with so many points up for grabs. And what was probably magnified by the fact that we had the Sunday Monday as well, that, that really kind of made, made it so intense. But we talked about momentum as well. When you get that momentum going, you want those games coming thick and fast, don't you? Because you want to continue batting, you want to continue bowling, you want to continue winning. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's that's been a that's been a sort of standard theme going through going through actually. And the the other one being that the teams that are in the finals day have had not just one or two guys performing well, but had a group of people performing well. And you've got to have that. You've got to. I think in T Twenty you can't rely on one or two. You've got to have a collection of players performing well in every game because. There's so many there's so many turning points in the T20 game, I think. Um, and obviously, you've, we've mentioned Wardy. Uh, yourself has done well. Ollie Curls had a couple of really key knocks. When I was at Worms and I saw him hit 40 off that sort of 14 ball, that really changed the momentum of that game, something really, really big. Um, and then Joe Thomas as well. Uh, and that's just from looking at some of the MVP figures. So I know... Actually, people can have impact on T20 games that don't necessarily come out on top end sort of stats. But generally speaking, when you play eight games, you, when you've got five or six players all performing well, you're going to be you're going to be up up and around the top. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, just incredibly proud of the squad's successes so far. And you know, like you said, I mean, you know, Wardy first week, you know, dominated from start to finish, and you know, he was the hero of the day. But you know, if you look at stats for the other games, it's been a bit of a um, a bit of a mixture of everyone else sort of chipping in and um, scoring the runs and taking the wickets. So it's been a massive team effort for us. Um, you know, we've always taken 12, 13 players through each of these games as well. So we've, you know, we've got a real committed group of players, um, players which may not necessarily play every game, but want to be part of our success story moving forward. Um, so that is which has been a little bit different in the past so it's, it's good to see that improvement within the county um but yeah no just i think now we are getting to a point now where it's, it's good to have the final stage so quickly after um the group stage um i know previously that wasn't the case so i think it's a really really good thing for national counties to have the final stage pretty much straight after the group stage um i know that obviously we missed out on that last week but um you know the players are sort of ready and ready to go and uh, you know like you say let's make sure it's a massive team effort this weekend yeah just um a couple of last points how because you didn't play that last week group game did you either so how how was that because i was watching with sort of bated breath watching those results come in watching the sort of play cricket refresh and then it'd be like ting and bedford were at top then barks were at top then beds were back at top then the game finished and then you just leapfrogged them both 
So that must have been something to sort of monitor from you from your perspective. Yeah. Um, as, as a family man, mate, I'm sure you could probably appreciate actually those those Sundays are quite um, few and far between when it comes to um, sort of the summer and to actually to have a Sunday free with the family was lovely. But actually, you know, particularly during the second innings of the second game, um, I sort of knew the stipulations of what had to happen. Um, speaking to a couple of guys at the ground. Um, so, yeah, no, I was actually on the phone to Rupert at the time as well, talking about various things and, you know, sort of telling him how close it's going to be, actually. And um, sort of when Bedfordshire, I think when, I think Berkshire needed still 20 runs to get past that net run rate score and they were nine down. Just like you said, I mean, it was just constantly refreshing on, on play cricket just to see um, sort of what Berkshire were doing in terms of their batting innings. Um, but no, look, it was... It was quite frantic. I just went into the day just not expecting anything. I was expecting one of the teams just to dominate and win two games and for us to just be, what, finished second in the group. And it still would have been a good good season, but um, we're nowhere near the, you know, the success of what we've got now. So I think, um, yeah, just just over the moon, really. But it was a tense day, um, particularly that hour period when, the, when Berkshire were batting in that second game. It was uh, up and down in terms of uh, emotions anyway. So no, over the moon. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, mate, well, thanks, thanks for taking the time to speak to us. Um, good luck on Sunday. Um, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to just sitting back and watching. To be honest, because I've seen all the teams. Um, I know what quality of player is there. Um, I know that there's four teams desperate to win. Um, and I think it's going to make for some really high quality cricket. Um, weather looks set fair. It's always a good wicket there. So let's just hope for a really sort of action-packed day, something that reflects the whole tournament um, and how it's been from start to finish, really, which is which is great to great to see. And, and as I said a bit earlier, it's um, it's kudos to the players because at the end of the day, they're the ones that are going out there and performing. Um, they're supported really well, as we said, by the clubs and the, the counties, but it's the players that have got to go out there and do it. Um, and and they're... Uh, They've done. They've done a, a hell of a job, and there's been lots of players doing a hell of a job as well. Like I said, it's not, it's not three or four here and there. It's there's there's performers all over the country. Yep. Now, thanks so much, guys. Uh, thanks, Richard. Thanks, Jim. And um, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you bright and early on uh, on the Sunday morning. Don't stay up too late. Um, <laughs> on Saturday on your own. I, I won't be buying you any beers till two o'clock yeah. in the morning, obviously. But. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot, mate. Good luck on Sunday. The National Counties Cricket Association podcast. So, uh, a couple of bullish guys from around the counties, Rich. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to it, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, not short on confidence, uh, as I suppose you wouldn't be when you got to the final. Um, but it's uh, it, it's great to hear them both talk so highly of the competition and the standard of it because obviously that's what we're aiming to deliver um, and we've talked about it a lot no doubt people are probably bored of us as saying that but at the end of the day that's what we're here to do we're here to create a really high quality tournament um, and it, it's down to those players to deliver the sort of quality of cricket on the on the field and that's what's been been happening so that's really good good luck to those guys uh, good luck to Cams and to obviously uh, Cheshire guys as well and I think I think Sunday is going to be a really great day. Should we uh, just have a little reminder about what's happening on Sunday from Jess? Yeah. The 2022 National Counties T20 Finals Day takes place this Sunday, the 22nd of May, at Tring Park Cricket Club in Hertfordshire. 
the day consists of two semi-finals and a final, the first game getting underway at 10am, the second starting around 1.15. The final is scheduled for around 4.15 to 4.30 depending on how the day pans out. Oxfordshire and Cheshire will compete in the first semi-final, Cambridgeshire and Dorset in the second. We've an action-packed day lined up for all the family with refreshments available throughout the day, including fun and games for the youngsters in our kids' zone. Gates open at 9am and admission for the day is £10 per adult with kids going free. There's plenty of free parking on site also. To buy tickets in advance of the day and for more information, go to nationalcountyca.co.uk. And if you can't make it to Tring, don't worry, you can follow the action via live streaming. Again, more details online. We hope to see as many of you there as possible. So there we go, it's all going to happen. Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. Seats available at all prices. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Rock up on the it day. It could be a long old day, couldn't it? It could be a long old day. Yeah, absolutely. But plenty of coffee, uh, plenty of cakes, plenty of drinks, plenty of barbecue stuff, little kids' zone, yeah, everything. So hopefully something for everybody and we can... Um, uh, and there can be some really, really great cricket. So yeah, certainly, certainly looking forward to it. And of course, we'll be on hand to uh, to uh, talk to the winners and and the, the losers, I guess, and whoever else wants to talk to us. Absolutely. The National Counties Cricket Association want to hear from you. We're running podcasts throughout the season, aiming to bring you all the news from across the counties previewing and reviewing games and talking to key contributors from on and off the field. And of course, we want to hear from you. Tell us what's happening, give us your views on anything NCCA and be our eyes and ears across the country. Anything you want to hear? Anybody we should be speaking to? Keep up to date with what's happening at nationalcountyca.co.uk and email us at info at nationalcountyca.co.uk. Okay, mate. So uh, enjoy. I'll see you Sunday. We'll look forward to a great day out and then uh, it all starts again next week with the old 50 over challenge. It does indeed and we'll talk about that next week. Um, but yeah, till now, it's, uh, let's get Sunday out of the way. Let's see who's going to come out on top uh, and I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Great stuff. All right, mate. Cheers. From Northumberland to Norfolk, Cumbria to Cornwall, we've got National Counties Cricket covered.